is up, everybody? Welcome back to the CNC Replay. I'm Corey. I'm Noelle. I'm alive. <laughs> there he's back. Hello. A six-month, six or how many months? Five months. Five-month five hiatus. Mm-hmm. Chris is now a married man um, and mm-hmm. has uh, completed his first semester of college. I also, well, no, actually, <laughs> so I'm still in it. I just, I was, I, I, I procrastinated into this week. So good. This good. is my last week of college for my first semester. I also have COVID antibodies. <laughs> oh, <so>. nice. <laughs> Chris has had a crazy five week or five it's months. Great. So. Oh yeah, I did forget that you you got COVID shortly after your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like wasn't it like the day after it was like a couple days after yeah it was nice. not fun yeah yeah on the honeymoon yeah, yeah. yeah. rough time that's i'm like, depressed that's the perfect time to get it right you're you have the yeah. you have the best day of your life and then boom <laughs> what else the did worst. i want to do on my honeymoon <laughs> nothing be nothing sick hey this is maybe this is a family-friendly podcast drive 10 hours in the mountains with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good lord. Also, on a different note, if you want to understand what goes behind the scenes at this podcast, I'm driving back <laughs> from oh, from don't, boxing. Don't no, I'm going to throw you boxing. both under the bus. I'm throwing you both under the bus for this. I have a good excuse. I am typically the person that brings the link, has all the login stuff. Understandable. But I'm like, guys, I'm still 20 minutes out. I'm not going to be there until exactly at 7. Can somebody else send the link so that we're prepped and ready to go? I don't read any of my text messages Whoa! until I park and I see just a stream of, wait, what's the login? I don't know how to get there. What? How do we do this again? Okay, no. What? Hold on. And then, Corey, I'm getting there. And then as I'm walking in the door, Corey goes, I figured out how to do it, but I have to leave early. So I'm not probably the best person to send this link. And Chris is like, I still don't have the login information. So I'm like, do I need to send it as I'm flying into my room to get this set up? Yes. Noelle's the backbone of this podcast. I mean, Truly. I don't, I don't know it really is. You. I'm not even going to be humble about it. I just am. I mean, we've, we that's no secret. We've made that known. <laughs> we just come on here and talk. That's it. And Noelle is... I'm still, like, wheezing. Noelle's the one that keeps this whole thing functioning. So, I mean, it's not... What, what do you want? What do you want from me? <laughs> I come here, I do my job, and I leave. Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's the extent of it. That is the extent of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways, um, we have some sports to talk about. We do have some sports to talk about. Do hey, we want to start... With the Lions? Do you remember when the Lions won a football game? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Feels like that? three years ago. Do you remember do you remember the joy and, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and and sheer happiness the city of Detroit felt after one football win? I do. Well that came crashing down simply in one week. <laughs> yes. One week, that's all it took. Completely obliterated. I'm still on the Bears drive in Thanksgiving, which oh. is probably the only Lions game I've watched all season. So, wow, it's been bad. <laughs> it, well, if you just saw the score from last week, from this past Lions game, you know how bad it was because that that showed on the field. Yeah, I to, to be completely honest, um, I, I didn't expect anything coming from this game. First and foremost, regardless of the Denver trading Von Miller halfway through the season. Denver's got one of the best defenses in the league. That's very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say their quarterback play is whatever. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has been pretty solid wherever he's been. More solid than Jared Goff, I might add. Um, I feel like most quarterbacks are at this point. Yeah, but that's we're, we're beating a dead horse um, okay. as well. Um, so, and unfortunately, um, a I guess a franchise great died way too young. Demarius Thomas um, passed due to medical complications. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I think it was like a car accident. And then he had something failed, and he he tragically passed. So that was kind of felt shockwaves throughout the the rest mm-hmm. of the NFL, but also with the Denver Broncos organization. And as we have seen with uh, the Lions last week, um, with uh, the Oxford High School uh, tragedy, um, once something like that happens um teams usually rally or i mean you see it everywhere yeah tragedy um, tends to rally it yeah just, yeah boston marathon bombing the red sox go on and win the world series uh the hurricane in houston in 2017 regardless of how you think about that team um they rallied around that used that as their 
motivation through the play. So when something like this happens, usually, you know, teams perform better in honor of the tragedy. So that's what happened. So it was kind of a imperfect storm, uh, I guess, if you're a Lions fan, because then they had eight players out due to COVID mm-hmm. or injury, and then they had even more out due to the flu. So they had to call up practice squad dudes just to just to field a team. Um, Reynolds, who was their like, starting running back for the week, um, ended up being like Pro Football Focus's highest-rated running back. Um, he had a good run, um, didn't score, didn't find the end zone, but like his story was pretty cool because um, went to like Cutswarn College, which is a D two school in the middle. No, we don't even know where that is. Chris, can you can you look can you look that up for us, Jamie? Can you look that up for us? <laughs> so this guy is from it's like K U T Z W O R N W O R N. That's not at all how I thought you were about to spell that. Yeah, but. Um, or you could say Reynolds, Lions running back Reynolds or whatever. Um, but so that was cool to see him perform uh, well. Um, and then, of course, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. Can't make anything happen. You're playing in a hostile environment, best defense, then also, you know, a team that's very motivated to go out and perform the best that they can. So other than that, there's really not much to say. Typical Lions letdown. Yes, Chris. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Hmm. How, how, big, is, how big is the school? Oh, one second. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, like shoot. I got the information you asked me for. Don't ask shoot. me for more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, it has a ninety-three percent acceptance rate. So okay. okay, that's that's like my that's my alma mater. <laughs> it has as well. a fifty-three percent graduation rate. Oh, Yikes. don't know what happened there. <laughs> oh, oh, so that's saying something that he at least went. I, I um, think he graduated too. So good. <laughs> good for mr reynolds oh my gosh um but i i did see stuff on his story he was that was his only offer to play football goes in you know undrafted obviously out of uh his senior year and then he's jumping from practice squad to practice squad and then he finally gets a chance to to play it's for the lions but that the lions until further notice are an nfl franchise mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. just accomplished the dream um so that's pretty cool and then, uh, I guess, sticking with the positive sides, Penny Sewell has been unreal. Um, yeah. Just yep. absolutely unreal. He's been a beast. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. I think, Noel, you've been, you were talking about that. Yeah, I think well. he got injured in the game, hobbled off as uh, as defense came on, and then once offense went back on, he was like, I, I gotta go in. I'm going in. Sorry. So yeah. we'll see how that progresses. Apparently, he's fine because he wasn't put on IR, so. Yeah. And they kind of need him, <laughs> uh, right? If, uh, if he goes down for good, what what do we do? Yeah, it's it, it would be it would be detrimental. And I'm because Jared Goff can't get a throw off despite <sighs> the pocket he has around him. If Penny Sewell's gone, the pocket explodes. And, implodes. And, I think it implodes. And I think I said that in the Bears game too, Jer- or or the Steelers <laughs> game. Jared Goff's pocket presence is, at least here, is not good. I don't know if that's a confidence issue. I I really don't know how to explain it because, uh, I everything was popping up. I guess it was a couple years ago, like the anniversary of. You remember that Monday night game um, between the Rams and the Chiefs? It was like the yeah. final score was fifty three to fifty one, and it was best games ever. It was at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. The nine and one Rams were playing the nine and one Chiefs, probably the most hyped up regular season game in recent memory. And I remember like watching it. Like I usually only pay attention to like the Lions, and then I guess like well, anyone associated with them. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch. I, I, it was it was an electric factory. It was like Big Twelve college football, but in the NFL, and it was awesome. Jared Goff was the quarterback of the winning team. And he had four touchdown passes. That was the same guy that we have here in Detroit. And I remember seeing highlights too. Like he's 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 maneuvering through the pocket so well. I don't know if that's. I don't know how to explain. How do you how do you have a performance like that? How do you go to a Super Bowl and then come to Detroit, and just just not be able to put it together? Because they don't have the same amount of weapons. It's the, nowhere near the talent on the wide receiver, on the wide receiver core, and then the tight end core. I guess Hawkinson, you can make that argument too that he's better than anyone they had at the time. But 
for all intents and purposes, the offensive line for the Lions has been pretty good this year. I mean, you, we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about Penny Sewell. They've established the run, and they were able to do that as well with a practice squad running back from a D2 school in Pennsylvania with a 50% graduation rate. Like, they still were able to, to establish the run. Why can't, why can't you put it together? Because if you have to keep them honest, then you should be able to have some, some opened up uh, passing lanes. So it's I, I used to be really frustrated with golf, but now it's just even more of a mystery because mm-hmm. it, it's a different circumstance. But you still have a good offensive line, and your running game isn't horrible. Why isn't there more success? Is he hurt? Is he still dealing with with that uh, arm injury that he was dealing with before Thanksgiving? What's the deal? Because I, you would like to think that there's still some of that same guy who dropped 53 points on the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in the AFC at that time, and had success, went to the Super Bowl, you'd have to still think that guy's in there. But that's the lion's luck that we always talk about, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, one, of the, one of the five things that has to go wrong. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a big piece of it. Yep. But good for Denver to get the win for Demarius Thomas, I guess. But I don't really have anything else to say about that performance. Did they Honestly, really need they were... a tragedy to happen to beat the Lions? Well, probably no, not. Sure. No. <laughs> no. But if, yeah, I guess if they were gonna win to anybody, the Lions were the best candidate because then they really were guaranteed to win and honor his memory. You know, like one mm-hmm. of those situations. You like because any other team there's an element of like oh we don't want to win because we want them to have this but it, overall the we're going to win this is a winning attitude right like that's not nobody's ever going to walk into an NFL game and go mm, let's throw this for the sake of memory Mm-mm. but with the lions there's a little bit more of a guarantee that they're going to just fail mm-hmm. so <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a win lose situation and we come out on the other end of it of course what more do you expect truly i mean mean, honestly i mean i guess now they can get healthy they can you know if somehow some way i think they're going to blow this and not get the number one overall which they they kind of need but the rumors top two picks are going to be defensive ends it's either going to be hutchinson out of u of m or uh thibodeau out of oregon and which (laughs) wouldn't that be a story if we got hutchinson like just i want hutchinson i kind of don't want to (laughs) I don't oh, want the Lions. The to poor guy. Him. Well, no, his career would be shot. So bad. I think, I think looking at I there's I try to stay up to date. There's this guy I follow on social media. His name's Theo Ash. Whatever. He's big. He has he has his own podcast. I really like what he says. Um, he was doing. He does like pre scouting stuff of all of these of all these players. Um, he says uh, Hutchinson's the more complete player, but Hutchinson is also I think a fourth or a fifth year senior, and Thibodeau is a sophomore junior type mm. player um and Thibodeau is a freak athletically but not necessarily his mechanics and his, I guess I don't want to say knowledge but his technique isn't very good he's just mm. really used to just blowing past people and he plays in the Pac-12 which is not known for you know round ground and pound uh football like the Big Ten um so I, I'm just thinking like a, I'm just thinking of the worst case scenario. If the Lions draft Hutchinson, it's okay. They drafted, you know, a very talented player, but he's old and he's, you know, may not carry over. And he's then, old. That's so funny. He's 22. Yeah, he's not <laughs> old per se, but but he's I mean, football old. But he's football old. Um, they could draft this guy, and his development would be shot. Um, or they draft Thibodeau, who's at that point because of the Lions' development, he'd be a lottery pick. Because how do they? How do they know how to develop somebody? Now, the extreme is Ziggy Ansah, who played football for literally six seasons before getting drafted, and he ended up being pretty good. Um, but also, I look at a guy like Jadavion Clowney, who was like consensus, number one overall player, gets drafted by the Texans, had a good career, but everyone was like, this is going to be the greatest defensive end of all time that we've ever seen. You know, So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking to myself, like... <laughs> We're not going to get the best out of these players, whoever we draft. But <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. How I've... depressing is it that we have a number one overall player coming out of 
our hometown team that we don't want on our hometown NFL team. Solely because we're trying to be good for his career. <laughs> we, just, we want him to succeed. Him to succeed. <laughs> but this is the conversation we're having. It's yeah. not like it's not like, oh man, I hope he comes and like the Lions he just fuels the fire. It's like get him away from this dumpster fire of an organization that we have. I don't, oh. why are we even talking about it anymore? But, but that's the thing. We have to talk about it. We have to have this like dialogue until something changes. We should just take the football out. What is it ever when has it ever changed? No, I'm saying until it changes. That we're going to have the same conversation until it changes. Now, we hope that, because the whole, the locker room dynamic, we've said it from the beginning, is completely different from Patricia to Campbell. Now, we have to wait and see if we can get results on the field. The first win is the first step. Unfortunately, it came in week 14 or whatever week we're in right now. Um can can our first win come the first week of the next season? Can we string yeah. together six wins? Can we get more talent? I this this is what I will say is you traded away one of the the best quarterback Detroit will ever see. Sure. For two first round picks the next two years. In the next four to five years, if you don't get into the playoffs, there should not be a single fan in Ford Field for a utter failure. Quarter quarter of a century. Utter failure. That is that is the you 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 know how hard that is to mess up. Like you know how hard it is to mess up six first round picks, like it's, like like it's, top five picks. It's mathematically impossible. And the Lions did this three times. Yes. Barry Sanders, Calvin yep. Johnson, yep. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. In our in, in our lifetimes. Oh yeah. Not just not just of all time because you go way back. Oh sure, Billy Sims. Um, there's got to be somebody else, but I can't even remember because who? Who knows? Who knows? We haven't done anything of note. You know, when you look up, this is because this is what I do. When you look up Detroit Lions, um, like memoirs or books, there's nothing. There's a ton for the Tigers. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a ton for the Red Wings. They have the most, and there's a ton for the Pistons. There is zero things. There's one Barry Sanders book. Sure. One. That's all there is yeah. for the Lions in terms of like history, r- records, and memoirs guy. and stuff. How I retired it's... early and screwed everyone over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you bl- can you blame him? No. Can you, can no. You blame him? Not at all. No. My my dad is the biggest Barry Sanders fan ever, and he's a little bit mad about it. And I'm like. You can't be mad. The the franchise did nothing for him. And he yeah. still is like, hey, I'll support the Lions. Like, that's even more incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at least Matt got out, you know? He wasn't yeah. forced into retirement. Like, he actually, like, has a chance at something now. Oh, I'm I'm going Rams Super Bowl. I am I am so gung-ho about it this year. I I'm so happy. Also... Can I, I mean, go I'm cheering little... for the Rams, but I don't yeah. know anything about if they're going to make it or not. Can I go on a little side quest? Sure. Sure. Okay. You're back. My, you got it. When, um, five years ago, my high school friends and I created a fantasy league, and it is called the, and the reason why is because we spent the night at my buddy's house the night of the combine, and out of all the receivers, there was one guy named Cooper Cup, and we thought, you know what? This is our guy. This is our, this is the horse we get behind. He gets drafted. And I know this is a family-friendly podcast. 69th overall. So, nice. how do you not put him nice. as the nice? How do you not put him as the flagship of your fantasy? So we built a trophy called the Cup, and there is a picture of Cooper Cup. It is super cool. Like it's machined and welded. It's a sweet-looking trophy. <clears throat> I have not much watched much football this year, but this is the first year I have won the cup, and I will bring it onto the show. And Yes. About, about, on top of this, since I've won so early, I'm on a new fantasy football quest, and it is to play in the last consolation game the entire Lions roster. I plan on starting <laughs> Goff. I plan on starting Swift, oh, Jamal no. Williams, all the way down the line. And I will just tell you how many fantasy points that I get off of the entire Lions roster. That's going to be the so. one week they go off. That's going yeah. to <laughs> be awesome. That's good. I, hey, I kind of okay, I've been so many leagues. I said yes to way too many leagues. So like I, there's one lineup that I haven't checked in like ten weeks. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop some. I want. I want. I want to crack at Cooper's cup. That's what I want. I oh, want to yeah? crack at that. I want in. <laughs> I, Noel, I feel like you should. Can Noel be in too? Are there are there girls it allowed? Is, it is a four man league, and oh, at geez, the moment Chris. we are not taking invitations. <laughs> You need so, to take some invitations. No, this is it is it is it is it is 
I apologize. But but the reason why I'm getting this, I want to mention Cooper Cup because look at what happened when Matt Stafford came there. I don't know if you've seen the numbers off of Cooper Cup. He might break Calvin Johnson's single season he, record. He might break Calvin Johnson's record. He has the triple crown of, of NFL receivers right now of receptions, touchdowns, and yards. He is going off. And golf was there for a hot, since 2016 or 2014. I forget when. But look what's what happened now when, when Stafford has OBJ, uh, Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods is hurt. But still. Tyler Higgins. Ty- yes. Look at this man. He's lacing it down the field. And he's, he's, he's putting up top wide receiver numbers for these guys. And they love him. So they, just I, I, the num- they just beat the number one seed in the NFC last night. So. I am I am so gung ho on the Rams this year. I will be wearing my Stafford jersey on Super Bowl Sunday. So same, yes. Even if he's good. not there, I'll be wearing it. Even if he's not there, we'll be wearing I'll, it. Yep. I'll probably wear my Tom Brady jersey because that's most Ugh. likely who'll be there. <laughs> have you guys watched Man in the Arena? I um, have. It's very good. It's it is very good. good. I'm it's enjoy- very good. I, I, I've seen the first episode and it's enjoyable. Yeah, you, that Brady definitely is a guy who's very egotistical, but he's yeah. also an egotistical guy that like you kind of root for it's it's yeah. very weird it's it's like watching it's it's exactly like the last dance like yeah mm. like like i don't think people watch the last dance and we're like i don't think jordan's unlikable after it but they're like man this guy is so cocky like yeah. that's 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 what you take away from it i think and i took that personally and i took that personally <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right Final thoughts on the Lions, or are we moving on? Honestly, we could we could we could talk about the Lions for for it's my Lions last thought forever. Like, well, just this like, is a four sport podcast. It so. is with one sport being in the lockout. So yeah, well, the poor Tigs, they can't. Uh, tough. 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 Is that That's our happening? Tiger segment. Is just oh, I hear the uh, the NL is uh, going to be getting designated hitters more than likely out of this. Could be. Thing. Could be. That's, that's. I'm hoping. That's a lot of. I don't. I want. Really? I love the pitchers oh. having to hit. I'm a purist. I'm. I'm the old man in the in the old school baseball. I'm the old man in the in the weird looking sweater at the at the baseball meetings with your peanuts with my peanuts <laughs> and cracker jacks. Big chew. Big chew. Oh, oh, there we go. Chaw the best. Gross. <laughs> um. So that's that's the Tigers. Uh, so until further notice, uh, we probably won't have a whole lot to talk about with the Tigers. Um, oh, Andrew Romine retired, and he mentioned something about Don Kelly. That was cool. Um, he he's like he was like, if you don't like Don Kelly, there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> I also agree. I agree. Um, so no Tigers news. No Tigers news. Um, lots of I I actually have a lot to say about the Pistons this week. So I know. Well, this then is a, go. This, this is, is my point where, where I will say I have not watched a single Pistons game all season. Thank oh, you, you can't tell the people that, Chris. What? Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you can't tell the people That's that, That's okay. Chris. We have. Whoop. Ben, uh, cut that out. Oh. Jamie, yes, can you yep. cut that out? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, I, I, got to, I got to closely watch the, um, the Brooklyn Nets-Pistons game because they were winning. I was like, this is going to be a good game. This this will be really cool. Uh, Kevin Durant dropped 51 points. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is very good at basketball. I don't care. Yes, if he it is. Was, if it was all right. Pistons. Um, but we're not here to talk about Kevin Durant. Um, we're here to talk about the Pistons. Um, Saban Lee was playing point for a lot of that game. Um, we talked about his success in the G League. I mean, the, my man was dropping, putting up Jordan numbers in, in the G League this year. The guy was an absolute freak down there. And you hate to use the the of oh, this guy looks like a player sort mm-hmm. of like description. Mm-hmm. I was I was wildly impressed with Saban Lee. Just just his just the way that he looked on the court. I hate using that, but there's really no other way to describe it because he didn't necessarily, you know, go off on the stat sheet. Um I think actually he might have been third in points in that game. Um so I guess he did go off in the stat sheet. Um but he looked very, very good. And as a second-round pick, who, again, we've talked about, there's not much that you get out of your second-round pick productions unless you're Nikola Jokic. Um, I, yeah, keep him. Let him stay. I mean, you're going to have to because, A, the Pistons are very hurt, and, B, have no talent. Um, and he looks like he belonged. Um, 
just bottom line. And I was very impressed with how he played. Um, number two, Kate Cunningham is, is, is becoming the player that was advertised. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe yep. he's even there. I mean, it, people are comparing him to the LeBron stats and whatnot. And, People argue that the talent that that LeBron team had, you know, especially in 2007, like how did he take that team to the playoffs? LeBron didn't have the talent that the Pistons have right now. I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is not good. And especially with Jeremy Grant being out for like, what, six weeks with a thumb injury? Um, Cade Cunningham's going to be your only <laughs> offensive, like, input or output on this team. Um, and he's, he's played really, really well. Um, Bradley Beal has said stuff about him, his work ethic, uh, you know, said he's going to be a real problem uh, pretty soon in the future here. I mean, he's kind of already developing into a problem because there's something to be said. You have a team, you have a team in Detroit, and you know that Cade Cunningham's the only guy who can put the biscuit in the basket right now, Mm -hmm. and yet he's still dropping 28, 30 points right now. And this is a kid. This is, this is... He is 20 years old. He is he is 20 years old. It'd be a little bit different if, like, Jeremy Grant was doing And Jeremy Grant was doing that um, yeah. before he got injured. Um, and his production is going just fine. Um, nobody has to be worried. Sadiq Bey is a little concerning. Um, his three-point percentage is very down this year. And Dwayne Casey's talked about that a little bit. He kind of gets in, in his own head, gets, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Uh, Gets hard on himself. They're they're t- they're talking about maybe sending him down to the cruise, um, which uh, would you th- like me to read his read his exact quote? Yeah, sure, read it. Um, Casey says, "Quote: Sadiq has got to continue to be Sadiq. Don't overthink it. Play. When he misses one, I think he gets pressed a little too much. He's a great kid. He's a student of the game. He comes back and works every night. He watches every game. Yeah. So like, yeah, like you were saying, just gets in his head and then." focus on it too much and who knows g league might work for him yeah because clearly it worked for Saban lee so yeah there was uh i i guess i have a lot of pacers talk because i'm in indiana but i guess i get a little sad it's sad but i get a i get a better viewpoint just because i get to see them more um dwayne washington um second round or maybe even undrafted um out of ohio state um and he's he made the opening night roster for the Pacers and then played a lot with their G League team. I saw him play um, on like a matinee game that was in Indianapolis. That dude is a freak. That guy, <laughs> that guy could shoot the lights out. And personally, I was at the Big Ten tournament game where he shot the lights out against Michigan, um, and he was just making ridiculous threes. Mm. So this was a guy who made the opening night roster. He got sent down and was clearly the best player on the court clearly the best player on the court and now he's with the pacers now he doesn't get much playing time quite yet but he soon will because i think they're about to tear it down um and trade a bunch of their assets but who's to say that that can't happen for sadiq bay you know you you just you literally just have to see the ball go through the net on one of your shots and then you get that confidence back i mean it, yeah. it's 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 archaic um it's it seems a lot simpler than it should be, um, but even in baseball too, guys are in slumps. They go down. They they simply make contact and they explode. Is that what the yips is? The, the yips is different. Is that different? Okay, never yeah. mind. No, the yips is like is like you can't find the strike zone at all. Well, the yips, I guess, is it, it's both, but like okay, you totally I'm sorry forget. tangent. I didn't. No, you're good. You like, <laughs> it, the yips is like you totally forget how to do everything. Okay. Like, you look like a complete, absolute NARP. That happened with uh, Daniel Bard. That's a cool story. If you ever have a chance to read about him, um, he was out of baseball for, like, three seasons. Then he comes back and, like, has, like, a sub-two ERA or some crazy. Um, oh, wow. But great story. Um, point I'm trying to make, I make those weird comparisons of, like, ah, Curry wasn't Curry until whatever, and this could be that. And this is more likely. So, like, a guy like Dwayne Washington who – Absolutely looked like the best player on the court once he was down in the G League. A guy like Saban Lee, who who, who was the G League MVP the first few <laughs> the first few games of the season. Now he comes up and he looks like he belongs. 
Dwayne Washington will get that chance in 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 uh, Indianapolis well, when when he finally gets more playing. Maybe that's what Sadiq Bay needs. And if you have more options on the court, that's only going to make your star Kate Cunningham much better because then you mm-hmm. have to account for other guys on the floor. Um, speaking of the Pacers, Noel, I sent you that link from our our, our main man James Edwards. Yes. Um, because the Pacers are trying to blow it up um, and trade one or all three of these guys. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, who can be power forward, center. Um, Miles Turner, who is arguably maybe the best interior defender in the NBA right now, and he's only 25. And then Karis LeVert, who is who could be a point guard, can kind of put him wherever, and then also Michigan guy. Um, so mm-hmm. went through these lists. Edwards does a great job. Um, and probably the the player that would make the most sense for the Pistons would be Turner. He's 25. Um, he'll be hitting free agency soon. Um, and, uh, you know, he would instantly be the number one option at the five um, for this team. Uh, Edwards talked about how maybe it, it doesn't make the most sense because you'd probably have to trade a Sadiq Bey. Um, you'd have to give up some assets, maybe a first, maybe a, mm-hmm. or de- maybe a first, definitely a second, some other pieces as well. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I think the Pistons should go after Miles Turner. Um, he's a little bit disgruntled right now. He's not really happy with where he's playing. This man would play every single minute of every single game with the Pistons, and he fits in that age range um, that you would look. Mm-hmm. But to his point, you could get him in free agency Pistons will have the Blake Griffin contract off the books, I think, next year. Um, and then Miles Turner would hit free agency the year after that. So, like, why give up all this assets if you could just throw him all this money um, now or throw him all this money then? Um, so, stuff to think about. And then they talked about Sabonis. Sabonis is not a good defender. He's an offensive, uh, you know, powerhouse um, and is probably the best player out of the three. Um, but Edwards is like, it just doesn't make sense. And then Levert, kind of the same story with Turner. Like, you could get him in free agency. And I think he said uh, one for one Levert for Jeremy Grant in that article. Mm, I think Maybe. he did. Um, and Jeremy Grant is also getting calls right now, um, which I don't necessarily know if I like. I think you can still build around Jeremy Grant. Um, and, of course, the Lakers being the Lakers, they're like, oh, we want Jeremy Grant. Lakers don't have anything to offer that the Pistons would need. I think it's one of those things that it's really all about timing. Yeah. Like, wherever, you know, management thinks that this this team is going to be an actual contender. Because if it's in within, you know, two to three years, I can see Jeremy Grant being a part of that. But if Mm -hmm. it's three to five, that's when you start to be like, hmm... We should probably, because he is going to be older. He's probably going to be the oldest guy on the team at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you want to build your team around. You know, you, you want to get the young guys in there and then get them a little bit more cohesive. And But he's still not that old. No, I I recognize that. No, but again, I... he's basketball old. Mm. You know? You still do need a veteran presence. I mean, I, I agree with you. And yeah. that's, that's the tricky thing with rebuilds and stuff. Yeah. Um, because how old is too old? Everyone was talking about ages for the Tigers. Like, oh, like he's 29. Like, oh, that's not, oh, he, he's not going to fit in it. I mean, I fell into that trap too with Javier Baez. He just turned 29. I was like, do we really want to have this guy right now? Um, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, yes, we want Baez. Yes, we do. Uh, after my long soliloquy and, and, and yelling. Are you admitting you were wrong? No, I, I said that. And I said I overreacted. After they signed Baez. I said oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, said yeah. I overreacted, yeah. and then I said I would still be disappointed if they didn't do anything else because there still is a major flaw. They need Correct. another starting pitcher on that rotation. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Because Jeremy Grant came here. He came here to prove himself, and maybe you, uh, m- maybe you reward him for that and say, hey, we want you to be a central piece to this team moving forward. Because Levert, I think, is pretty similar to him in age as well. Um, if I think give or take a year or two. So it's like, if you're looking at Levert, you might as well just keep the guy who knows your system, who's been here, and mm-hmm. already said yes to you. Um, for, and believes in the team. And believes in the team for the long haul. Um, yeah. 
because guys like Grant, guys like Cade, are making this team watchable. Um, and if you add more talent around them, then it's going to go from watchable to winnable to contender. Yeah. But we got a long way to go. And I think with Cade Cunningham, with a star like that, his development, his development will project how long this rebuild will go. Mm-hmm. Cunningham's not going anywhere. No, so, he better not. No, he's not going anywhere. So, and I think, I don't think it's a Zion Williamson situation where he doesn't necessarily want to play um, because I think the Pistons are a little bit more of a competent front office right now, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think they're going to make a big splash here, whether it's in a trade, free agency, but it has to make sense. So that might be a little frustrating, but um, yeah. We will see. We will see. Any other thoughts? I have you know no who, more thoughts. Do you know who oh. I don't miss? Blake mm. Griffin? Anthony Mantha. I thought I would. <laughs> don't. Don't miss him at all. Me neither. No. I don't even know what he's doing. Especially because of, of Raymond. Like, uh, the Wings name just started, and I was looking at Larkin Bertuzzi, and Raymond fits so much better. Like, not even, like, as objectively of a, as I possibly can, can. Like, Mantha was good. I'm not saying he's not. He's a great player. Yeah. But... Raymond just fits this this line so much better, and it's making me very happy. He, he currently only has goal. two goals, <laughs> and he has. Let me see if he has any assists. He has four assists. Oh gosh! Oh man! His... Ste- Stevie, you wizard! Literally. Gosh, his plus his plus minus is is even, so that's fine. No, it's not. I mean, it's not great, but it's not like negative five. Oh well, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I think we're pretty good with the. Uh, who did we Who did we get for him? Verana. Verana. Oh, I'm so and, much and and draft picks. And draft picks. Yeah, I'm we're we're good happier. there. We're 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 good. Do you think Steve smiled a little bit when he called Mantha? It's hard not to with what you're getting for him. A hundred percent. He was like, "See ya." I'd have been like, "Oh man, dude, I'm sorry." <laughs> About to make this team so much better. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Any word on when Verona's coming back? Uh, not season, till the right? new year. Yeah. February. Okay. Beginning of February. That'll be interesting. Fine by me. I'm and so yeah. excited. <laughs> Especially, I, sp- I, I will say that because Bertuzzi's back tonight. Um, he is. From a, from a disgruntled uh, fan base or hockey world from his unvaccinated COVID positive whatever. whatever. We're not going to get into that. But... Um, a lot of speculation of how well Verona plays when he comes back will be mm-hmm. the fate of Bertuzzi. Now, I, I hate yeah. that comparison, and I think that people aren't thinking hockey logically um, when they look at the his vaccine status a little bit. And you could make the argument that, oh, if he misses games. The Red Wings are a different team when Bertuzzi's on the ice, on the top line. With Absolutely. Yep. There's no question about that. Yep. The, the – he – as far as I can tell, other than him not being vaccinated, um, he's not a locker room disruptor. It seems like mm-hmm. the guys like him. And Oh, yeah. And I think one of the things is, is I've been thinking about this is we know that Larkin has a motor that never quits, right? right. But mm-hmm. it is hard to be the only motor on a very large bus. Yes. And I think Tyler, when he's there, takes on a little bit of that energy creation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he helps he helps lift the team and, and gets into those into the corners that Dylan, you know, would otherwise have to get to, but doesn't need to anymore because Bert's there to support him. And I think that that's something that's really important for the chemistry of this team. I think he's got a motor too, as well. That doesn't stop, but his, his car is just a little bit slower. Um, (laughs) A little more junky, a little bit, a little bit more beat up. Um, But still, I think he's, I think he's needed. He has a spot, Yeah. but I, I guess with the, with the signing of, Fabry, um, for four years at four million per three um, for four. Is it three for four? Wow, three for okay. four. Not upset. Um, not. I mean, good good signing. I mean, you got him for Jacob De La Rose. I mean, no one is no one is mad about that yeah, signing. Um, and he, that's a guy you could slide in your middle six anywhere. Um, yep. Yeah. But with that said, it kind of makes you think. If Verona comes back, they have Fabry locked up. <laughs> would they? Would they just move on? And I don't think, uh, Chris, did they just score? <laughs> no, Cider is just like so smart. I know he's so young, but God, he's so smart. Okay, he sorry, go ahead. He's very smart. <laughs> um, he's such a smart player. 
so that 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 kind of has me a little bit worried just mm. the fate of him and it's i mean it seems like after he came back he's like no nah, i'm not going to change my decision whatever nope, that means he did not whatever that means i don't really know however i want to i want to say something real quick um mm-hmm. so i was at the blues wings game in st louis uh i'm sorry it's okay crazy story they know about it my car broke down everything was <laughs> horrible he survived he had pancake in a cup it was a very weird experience still googling that it's it, it was Aunt Jemima pancake in a cup, and it was so good. Maybe it didn't put enough water in it. Um, kind of ta- <laughs> tastes like a cake pot, but that's okay. Um, regardless, uh, that was brutal. The game, the game was fun, but it was also brutal. It was also very weird to be in an opposing stadium and like cheering for the Red Wings when they scored because nobody mm-hmm. else stood up, and it was just me and my buddy. So like, I just stood up, <laughs> I high five. I'm like, oh wait, I'm not in Detroit. Um, yeah. Blue Stadium, the quietest I've ever been in. It's like they're really polite hockey fans, and they just get up, clap when they score, and then they watch the game. There's no That's noise. So There's interesting no to me. It's it's it was it was it was almost eerie. But I have a, I have a comment um, because we've seen this at, I think at least twice. The 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 Red Wings would go on a stretch. They'd win three in a row, four in a row, five in a row. It was the most, or maybe six. I don't know. And we had then six wins in a row. Six uh, wins in a row. One, two, three, yeah, five? I can't count. Yeah. Five wins in a row. Sorry. Five wins. Yeah. And then they lose four or lose three. This is a young team. Really simple. They need to figure out how to win consistently. Um, yeah. They need to figure out because you're – I mean, the NHL is ebbs and flows of streaks, um, but good teams – don't go on long losing streaks. They they might lose one, they might lose two, mm-hmm. but then they win two, win three, lose one, win two. Very streaky. You don't want to be in that spot. I'm very happy yeah. with the production of the team. I'm very happy with everybody's production. Raymond has been a godsend. Cider has been a godsend. Larkin has been stellar. Uh, Bertuzzi, when he plays, has been great. And then everybody else kind of falls into place. Um, they got to figure out how to win consistently um and not be a streaky team anymore i think it's one of those things i keep that's a phrase i keep using today sorry um but our rookies haven't played 82 games mm-hmm. in an nhl at an nhl level you right. know like i don't know that raymond has played more than 53 ever in a mm-hmm. in a row so like it's a it's a personal stamina for thi- personal stamina thing for them as well it's not just you know, par for course, they have to figure out how to, how to keep themselves up to their own standards in the amount of games that they're in for this season. And so, you know, we're at the, we're at the almost halfway mark. Uh, it's kind of the point where they're going to start getting tired and falling off a little bit. And we've seen that just a tad. So yeah. Do you have to leave? All right. We will see you later. Yeah, sorry guys. This That's is so okay. awkward. I was just trying to s- slip out real quick and like we could. No, just that would have been it, that would have been weirder. That would have been weirder. Okay, but yeah, yeah. no. I, I mean, other than that, those are all my thoughts. Because um, I'm not concerned about the Red Wings. I still think that they have a a, a legitimate chance at the eight seed. Um, mm-hmm. That was their ceiling. And I mean, if they rattle off these six game win streaks, and also Red Wings are horrible on the road, absolutely terrible, trash. They, they need to figure that out as as much as with winning. Like consistently, they or consi- the, that's the golden question. As well as learning how to win, they need to learn how to take a few on the road because yeah. you can't yep. escape a season being a abysmal road team. Yeah, absolutely. Those are my thoughts. Thank you for your thoughts. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right, Chris. Since have you been watching any Red Wings games since you've been gone? Not really. No. Okay, that's totally fine. I have this one on. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you can take some time and, and listen. Watch yeah. watch that. Anyways. Watch a, watch, a, watch a game. Watch a game. Um, really, the only other thing, because there's not a ton more to talk about for them, um, really the only thing going on in the hockey world now is the Olympics, right? Um, those are happening in February. The NHL higher-ups have cleared our players to go do that and what they've done is kind of say ball is in your court you go and deal with the ramifications whatever they may be 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and the ramifications are large. Um, so let me just, let me just pull up this article that kind of summarizes everything. Um, because the uh, Chinese government's COVID-19 protocols are wild. Just, they're wild. Almost as crazy as China. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a political podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So basically what's happening is that the Olympics, the, the NHL will take a pause for the Olympics. Um, they have the all-star all-star week, and then that will lead right into the Olympics. So I think it's blocked off a specific three week period in the NHL team in the NHL season that will not have any NHL games. There's nothing scheduled for it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, the hitch is, is that if any player gets COVID in China, they will have to stay in China basically indefinitely until they can get two negative COVID tests back to back, like within 24 hours. So they have to stay for a minimum of three weeks if they get COVID. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they have to do a twenty every twenty four hours test until they get back to back negative tests. And so, what that's going to do is that will make guys who do get COVID or whatever miss games that are crucial to their teams for the Stanley Cup. And it's and it's hard. It's a hard decision, right? Because there are there are two sides to this where. I'm sure as a hockey player, as, as an NHL, like hopeful, there are two things that you dream of of your life in your life. One, raising the Stanley cup Two, winning a gold medal for your, for your country. Like those are the, those are the two things that they want to do. And so we're at a point now where NHL players have not been in, in the Olympics in, I don't know, close to a decade almost. Mm. And this is the one season that, you know, the commissioner and, and, you know, the, the NHL front office has all gone. Yep. You're good. Green light. But it's kind of at the point where it's like green light, but also if you do, you may not have a chance to do this because you'll get, you might get COVID and not be able to play and, and, or not be able to help your team. Like there's a whole lot of stipulations to it. Um, another aspect to it is that players who do end up going to China and get COVID and miss NHL games because they are being quarantined in China will not be paid for the games that they miss. <laughs> so oh. there's like, it's, it's really, I think it's a situation where Batman has only said yes, because he knows the consequences of going yeah. are no. so high. No. And so it's, and again, like this, this could change tomorrow. It is such a fluid system and such a fluid gathering of of rules and whatever. It could change tomorrow. And I don't have, I don't know if, I don't have a gut feeling on whether this is going to happen or not. I think it's going to be a player by player situation. Those are some of the dumbest rules I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, And here's, here's why. (laughs) Here's why. After getting COVID myself, I'm for like I I have to I'm forced to, to test, which which I completely understand. But after getting COVID, they've told me, hey, you you can't test for three months because after three months you can still after ten days of having COVID, you don't have COVID. You still have the antibodies, you still have everything, but you can test positive for three months. So the fact that they're going to make them test while they're in China, good, and also. Who wants to be stuck in China? No one. That's 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 not going to happen. So I, if I was an NHL player, there's no way I'd go. There is no way I would not. I would not go. Not to save yeah. my life. No. And it's so hard because there are like there are older guys who have probably been waiting for this for a while, yeah. and they won't have the chance again to go because they won't be playing yeah. in another four years. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's so tough. And another aspect to this, I guess, is that if you are a player from a country whose relations with China are not the greatest, i.e. Canada and the U.S., yep. which are a large majority of hockey players, mm-hmm. do you feel safe going to China at this point? <laughs> right? No. Because because you won't have, there will be no U.S. or Canadian diplica- diplomats in China. Yeah. They're doing a diplomatic boycott. 
And so it's... That's scary. Right? It's it, You are over in a country with, you know, your teammates and, and people mm-hmm. from your country, but nobody with, like, the, the, the legal ability, I don't know, the governmental ability and push to, to get you back to to the u.s to your home if you need it to be if they need if you need them to so there's a whole lot of factors i think i i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know what players they're gonna do i don't know that a lot of u.s or canadian players will go i can imagine that some other players will but i think teams that are gonna be in last like last near last like no no chance of playoffs i really don't think they'll care and yeah like that's the thing if i was phil kessel on the coyotes i'd probably go (laughs) i'm going i'm I'm going yeah exactly i've already raised the cup before i'm not Mm -hmm. winning this season sure you know what i'd give it a shot Mm -hmm. if i'm on a team that's in the hunt or if i'm on a team who's like way ahead and who's who's like for sure shot we're we have a shot at the cup this year there's no way there's yeah. no way I'm going. And I, I honestly, I have a feeling that if you, the locker rooms and the practice meetings, they're going to be like, look, we're going to level with you for the sake of the team. Don't go. Please. for the Yeah. And I'm go. sure that that's a conversation a lot of GMs around the league are having is like, mm-hmm. look, we love the games. We want you to be able to do this. But also if you go and this happens, we're going to yeah. be floundering. I'm sure that's a conversation a lot of GMs are having. I don't imagine that they're just letting players make this decision kind of in a in a vacuum you know kind of alone um so far the only player that i know of or that has um publicly opted out is robin lair leonard um which he's the goaltender for the vegas golden knights he's a uh huge online presence he is an advocate for mental health and um COVID restrictions and stuff. He's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Um, but he is also one of the guys who has um, always been a, uh, been a leader within his, within the hockey community. And so he's one of the guys that has said no, and he's a huge name. So mm-hmm. maybe that will break open the floodgates in a sense of people who are also not going to join. I don't know. But that's kind of a wrap up of the Olympic situation will keep giving updates as they come, but it's truly, it's changing every week. So I'm sure there's going to be more news next week. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) Did you have any closing thoughts about sports or Red Wings or anything in general? Can't wait to watch more of them. Yes, I agree. That is it. Well, we were glad to have you back. It's nice to have your presence in this place again. It is glad to be back. I'll be on for the next couple of weeks and then I, I hope to continue obviously with a new year and then uh we'll uh everything will be great so <laughs> Alrighty. thank you everybody so much for listening uh this has been the cnc replay we will see you next week uh don't forget to share our show share uh with a friend rate us subscribe all those good things you know where to find us we will see you next week bye hey everybody this is noelle thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cnc replay Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week. Uh, excuse me.